This is Cultivate a Good Life, episode 75. The apple doesn't fall far. You guys meet my parents. Well, this is fun. Once in a while, we'd like to throw in a little bonus episode. And this week, we bring you my parents. <laughs> Let me tell you what a trip it has been meeting sweet Vicky and Wayne Allgaier, Beck's parents. <laughs> because truly, you guys, oh, the, the apple does not fall far from the tree. So are you saying I'm cute? You're precious. <laughs> honestly, watching them interact has been such a trip, honestly. it's You gain so much more of an understanding of who someone is when you meet where they come from. And meeting your parents has been awesome. Oh, they loved meeting you too. That was really fun for, for them to come out to Arizona. That's the context of this particular episode is my parents live in Maryland. That's where I was born and raised. And they came to Arizona to spend a week with us just to spend time. It was awesome. The weather has been amazing. And so, of course, we went hiking as much as we could possibly squeeze out of their energy. And um, and I felt really impressed to have them on the show. Becky for sure did not disagree with that. And we thought this will be fun. So you'll hear about this conversation um, here in a minute. And because it's a bonus episode, we're not going to have an ad, but I am going to surprise you, Becky. We do have a review. Okay. (laughs) It's not an iTunes review. It's a text from my dad. That's what I'm going to read. Are you good with that? I love it. Okay. So this is so cute. You need to understand that my parents haven't actually listened to the podcast now not out of lack of interest out of complete lack of understanding how to operate the podcast app or that the app was already loaded and existed on their phone if we're being honest (laughs) they're pretty tech savvy for their age actually but there are a few things that it's like man if we don't already know it we don't want to learn it but they really did want to learn so while we were together in person of course we showed them the the little purple podcast app that's already on their phones it comes as a default app on i think every iphone right Mm -hmm. and um and so they they learned how to search it and find it and uh which is so easy by the way you guys know because you're here you're listening and and, um, and as I was sharing this with my parents, I just, I felt like I had this, like, this need to keep disclaiming to my dad that he's not our demographic. So dad, you can imagine how this conversation went. So dad, if you don't think the topics are interesting or you listen and you're not like feeling it, that's okay, dad, because you're not our demographic. Like it's not, it's, it's fine. Like, I just want you to you know, love it or leave it. It doesn't matter. But, you know, just look for the topics that are interesting to you and go from there. Right. Mm -hmm. So this is the text he sent me like after they flew home. Becky, I listened to two of your podcasts on the flight home, one on time management on and the other one on personal coaching. When you said I was not a part of your demographic, I think you were wrong. Everything that I heard resonated with me. Looking forward to listening to more of them. Dad. Aw, <laughs> how cool is that? Best review ever. I just think, you know what? Shame on me. Shame on me that I was making the assumption that he would not find interest. And that's not actually true. I knew that he would be interested, 
but I just wasn't sure how much would resonate to him because you guys know that, you know, here we are a couple of girls in our thirties and forties who, who love to chat about all things cultivating a good life. So I don't know who's going to, who this will resonate with outside of people in our similar stage of life. Right. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what I've thought. So anyway, thank you, Wayne Allgaier for your review that came with a heart emoji. (laughs) Oh, I love it. He's the best. Anyway, okay, so what we're going to do now is share with you our interview with my parents, Wayne and Vicki Allgaier. Welcome, Mom and Dad. Becky told me to properly welcome you. So welcome, Wayne and Vicki Allgaier, to the show. Thank you. (laughs) Good to be here. Okay, there's your formal introduction. What I really want to say is I'm going to invite Becky and my mom to keep it in control. Okay? Oh, whoa. All right, so now here's what I mean. I mean, I don't know to what you are referring. I don't know either. I'm no. so shy and quiet. Oh, that's cute. Let me okay. give you just a little observation from having met Vicky this week. Oh, I can't wait. And I think Becky might disagree with me. I absolutely see so incredibly much similarity Oh, I don't disagree. I don't disagree with that. Like, I have a lot of my it mom. It has been so fun watching them interact. Like, it's the greatest ever. You're oh, welcome. Wow. You're welcome Seriously, for that entertainment. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's the thing. Whenever I get on the phone with my parents, and it's like me and them, the three of us, my poor sweet dad cannot get a word in. Can you can you kind of envision that? Correct. So that's why and because Becky, you and I are cut from the same cloth, my mom and I are cut Well I thus think, Becky and I are cut from the same cloth. You sure are. You did say earlier that my mom is your spirit animal. True story. Right? In so many ways. So many ways. I just think that between the three of us, I want to say to my dad, may the force be with you. Correct. Okay. <laughs> Good luck. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to need you to like muster up the the courage to interrupt us at any point. Can you do that? I can try. Maybe raise your hand. (laughs) A visual might be good. That's a really good idea. Okay, so the way that we've designed this particular episode is really fun because there I was doing some stories with my parents while they were visiting. And I thought, you know, I was running and picking up my kids and sitting in the carpool line and doing a post. And I was like, I'm just going to not even run this by them. I'm just going to offer to my followers on Instagram, hey, if you have any questions that you would ask my parents, what would it be? Maybe we'll do like a Q&A on Instagram stories, right? I didn't ask your permission, right? Right. You did not. No, I don't do that anymore no, as your daughter. No. I kind of stopped that a long time ago. I Gone just kind of went with she ever uh, ask for permission? Yeah. I, I was a very good girl not who asked permission really. for all okay. the... No, you need to be... Really. So let's hear... Let's hear... Let's hear... Well, sister, to finish the context, let me, throw, let me just throw a bow on this little package. Um, to finish the context in that story is that we, we gathered some questions on Instagram. You know, people like chimed in with their questions. That is what really is the backbone of this episode is Becky is going to choose from those questions. We don't know what she's going to be sharing with us and... She's going to be some of my own. She sure is. Oh, dear. Get nervous. Oh, dear. Dad, may the force be with you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) A man of many words. (laughs) Okay. So do you need me to go back to the, like, did I ask permission of my parents on things? Because I just appreciated the disagreement because you're like, of course, course I was a good girl. And your mom was like, never. Nope. (laughs) Not ever. Mm -mm." She was a good girl, but. Good girls don't always have to ask permission. Yeah. Is that the lesson here? That you, you know were what? very self-affirmed and I just we realized. Her. Yeah. I trusted her. Oh, they did. And you know that. We've mm-hmm. actually had some pretty neat conversations about that. Well, and I think that. 
Like, I would know, I think, if she had betrayed that trust. And honestly, I think it was a child who actually deserved trust and got Aww. it. And I would it, agree with that. It worked out. She was a good girl. What the heck? We're going to cry this early in the show. Oh, hey. That's really sweet. Thank you, Dad. Thank you. Um, trust is a big deal. And I. And since we're talking about that, I'll just touch on that really quick. Becky and, have had, and I have had that conversation as we are mothers. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that is not always easy to, easy to like come by innately and sometimes you have to like work to get to that point of going, you know what? I trust you, my child, right? Like you mm-hmm. have to trust your child, even if there's that tinge of doubt or uncertainty or whatever, because, and where I'm coming from, and I've spoken about this, I've talked about it probably even here on the podcast, but because I felt trusted as uh, growing up, mm-hmm. I felt like I made better choices than I would have otherwise. I and agree so with that. I try to not just trust my kids, but help them to feel trusted Mm -hmm. because of your example. So thank you for that. You're welcome. And and we've (laughs) seen you you interact with your children, and I hear the word agency used a lot. Sure do. But here's the consequences, Mm -hmm. and you discuss that openly, and and I've seen them change their, you know, your kids change their behavior because of that kind of discussion. Not that it was bad behavior. It was just a choice. It's just a choice. You're choosing between, yeah. Sometimes good and good, and sometimes yeah, not exactly. so good and better. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes good is a matter of an opinion, and, and the yes. best tool, like the gift of agency is, that's a, the best way to learn, right, mm-hmm. is to exercise it for good or for bad. And so giving your kids ownership over those choices. Yeah. So well done. Way to raise a trustworthy gal. Thanks, guys. Thanks we, for raising me. You guys, my mom is so much more hyper in the stories. I can't wait for her to like really like come Open out. Is we'll she going like... to We'll talk about Amazon. Oh, I can't. Oh. oh. <laughs> That's <laughs> where it's going to happen. Okay, we're going to start. Okay. Okay. I mean, we started. Well, we did, but we're going to really start now. Okay. okay. So this one is just for the two of you, not for us to answer. So I'm not allowed to, not allowed to interject? Basically, that's my nice way of saying just... <laughs> just put a okay. pipe in it. Okay. Be quiet. Uh, they want to know, how did you meet and what brought you guys to Maryland? Well, that's easy. Okay. Um, we met. You want the long story or the oh, short yeah. story? <laughs> how long is I this I want podcast? the good story. The good story. Yeah. Okay. Well, they're both good. Honey, you better, you better start it then because you're short. This is... <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to vote for the shorter version. Yeah. Just Understood. because there's so many fun questions. Okay. Okay. So the short version is, um, we actually both. Grew up just outside of Washington, D.C. I was in Virginia. She was in Maryland, but with an hour's commute from each other. And uh, we'd both been away to school, both came back for the summer, and uh, attended church where there were a lot of singles in that particular church. And um, and it was right downtown D.C. Ooh, that's, yeah, that, that's yeah, fun. Was, yeah. So anyway, we... That's where we met. Started dating, and four months later, got married. Four little itty bitty months. Well, we got engaged after two months, so and then two we, months we later, knew, we knew we were the right ones for each other. I so got engaged after wait? three, four months too. I hate to if say you it, know but, it, but, you know it. <laughs> but we, got we all have similar stories. <laughs> you know, it true or false? When you know, you know. Yeah. Yep. True. True. Like I think with uh, we're talking about three different marriages that are being represented here at this table. Mm -hmm. I think we all can attest to that. Even though, uh, actually, that is what they have in common is all three of them seem like. How did you even know them well enough? Oh, 
Right? And I would venture that I probably didn't know Taylor well enough. I don't but think any of us. I knew. <laughs> like I knew on a deeply spiritual level that exactly. this was a person I was meant to grow with. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. what happened. I, we and finished I think, raising each other kind and of. I, really. And I think that's the key, Becky, yeah. is that you, you grow together. You grow together. Mm-hmm. Grow together, raise each other. Yeah. There's nothing yep. better. Okay. Okay. So what? So then you just decided to stay in Maryland? What? Well, we were natives from back there, mm-hmm. and I, I was in school at the time, <clears throat> medical school, and after we graduated, we did our internship out west, and uh, from there we got, I was in the Navy for two years mm-hmm. on Guam, and then we decided to come back. We just felt very comfortable back home, Yeah. so we established our home in Brunswick, Maryland. That's Brunswick, awesome. you guys, is a teeny tiny little railroad town that yes. sits on the Potomac River, um, just where Maryland, Virginia, and West Virginia connect. So that's my right. upbringing. That's where my parents chose to raise their family, is in this little teeny tiny town where my dad established his medical practice. And it's I would not have asked for a different childhood. I loved it. Loved it. And we obviously love living there because we're still there, even though we've been retired since 2009 and mm-hmm. we're still there and we don't plan to go anywhere else no they sure the heck don't because you want to know how many times <laughs> i've beckoned them and tried to lure them over to arizona mm-hmm. many a times until recently when i was like you know what i think they actually know what they want so i'm gonna back <laughs> off they might want to live in maryland i'm saying <laughs> but we just come to arizona in the winter to visit nice yeah. place to visit it is Especially a nice place winter. to visit how many hikes did i drag you on in the week that you were here Four? Yep. Mm-hmm. Four. Four. That a girl. Loved them. Loved every single one of them. Isn't it so, so much good. fun? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's our fave. Okay. So um, next question. They want to know, what is your favorite or most meaningful place you have served a mission? Mm. Oh. Okay. Quick, quick chronology. Why don't you list the different missions that you two have served together post-retirement so that people have that context. Okay. Okay. Why don't you start with the first one? So within a year of my retirement, we found ourselves in Finland. I had been there as a young man as a missionary for the church. And so we returned together this time, worked in the, the temple there for two years. And our second mission, after it was actually the day we got home, we were called on our second mission. And actually, we got Wait, it our... It was the day you got home from well, Finland. Well, actually, our As mission... we were released from the one mission we were... <sighs> at the same time. Oh, my word. We knew it was coming. Oh, you did? And, okay. and while we were still and in Finland... And they loved Finland, it. Yes. Yes. And while we were in Finland, we were asked to go ahead and submit our papers for the second mission so that when we got home, the second mission would be seamless with release yeah. from one and called call to, to the, the other. other. So fun. So with the love second that. mission, we were serving in the... National Council for Adoption Office in Alexandria, Virginia, and we were there representing LDS Family Services. The LDS Family Services um, folks asked us to go there and serve. And how long? And that was not a full-time mission. We were able to live at home Mm. and do other things in the community while we're doing that. Yeah. And And they've been, whenever they're not out of the country or out of the state, they're very, very highly involved in the community, like in a legit way, like both of them, whether they're baking cookies, 
<laughs> or serving on city council. Or serving on city council. Yeah. yeah. My parents are really, really active in their community. So you have Finland first and then Atlanta and then... No. no. I mean, not sorry. JK. JK. Wait a... Sorry. The kids say it. JK. Just kidding. Oh, good job, mom. Ooh. That's what the kids Yay. say. That's what That's the kids, kids say. <laughs> That's what the kids... Sorry. NCFA. Yep. yep was second. NCFA. And then... And oh. while we were serving there, after two and a half years of serving there, we got our next mission call to... Georgia. Atlanta. Uh-huh. Atlanta. Uh, and in that particular assignment, we were assigned to, I was the medical advisor for nine missions of the church, which covered five states. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we did a lot of traveling around to visit with the missionaries there. That was a two-year mission. Mm-hmm. So we obviously, being full-time, we lived in Atlanta. Actually lived in Peachtree City, which we absolutely loved. Yeah, Peachtree love City. Peach City. Love, that love sounds me. delightful. It, it was. It is. Everything was a peach down there. There are more golf carts than there are cars. That's fun, right? Can we go there? Yes. Let's and you go, go to the high school, you, you drive past the high school, and you don't see cars in the parking lot. You see all the kids that have driven their golf carts That's so to school. Fun. Okay, Becky wants to move to Peachtree City. It just happened. So I'm watching her eyeballs, and I can see that that just happened. I'm writing her brain. of my life in Peachtree <laughs> City. So fun. So what was it's after really that mission? Cool. We came home, and our fourth mission. Um, I was asked to be the mission medical advisor for just one mission, and that's the mission where we lived in Maryland. So we have about 150, 160 missionaries that we look after. That's the Maryland-Baltimore mission. That's what we're currently doing. And Mm -hmm. we've been there for two and a half years so far. I don't see any signs of you guys slowing down. Mm -hmm. Oh, we're slowing down. Could you use a nap, Mm -hmm. though? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That would be nice. As a side note, (laughs) David and I visited them on both of the missions that were away from home. So we went to Finland and visited them all those years ago. So incredible. So incredible. And then we visited them with our kids in Georgia. So we got to be on the ground seeing you guys do your thing. So it wasn't just like a family trip. You guys were still doing what you needed to do oh, as yeah. you were serving. And we were there kind of tagging along. And yeah. that was such a cool experience mm-hmm. to be a fly on the wall and also have family time. Yep. But to be a fly on the wall and watch the way that you do what you do in service. And I just love it. And and you know this, but our family is so grateful for that legacy that you guys have established. You've always been very service oriented, but your mission specifically have, there's so many tales to tell oh, with, are. and the people that you've met, you have such a great love for the people that you've met and, yeah. and all of these, um, facets of service. It's been really cool. And I love that this, that, that is a part of, of our greater, our more extended family's legacy because of the two of you. Well, and it, it fills our lives with something meaningful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What else would I you be that. doing? Oh my exactly. gosh, have you thought of that? No, really, what else would you be doing if you weren't I cannot serving? imagine us at this stage of our lives sitting in a rocking chair on a front porch. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. There is nothing, nothing wrong, wrong with that. that. And I wouldn't mind doing that for a few minutes. <laughs> oh, you would. But after a few minutes, I'd be like, mm, yeah. okay, yeah. it's time to do something. You let's know? be productive. Yeah, totally. yeah let's yeah. be productive. I love that. That is precious, and I can't wait. That's one thing Taylor and I have talked about, mm-hmm. um, because I wasn't able to go on a mission when I was younger. Wasn't able. I got married instead of going on a mission, and that's one thing we are super looking forward to in our retirement is being able to serve lots of different missions and meet lots of people. And- Becky and I have that similar situation, same thing, mm-hmm. wanted to serve a mission. It wasn't like a big thing, like, oh, I'm going to. I just knew that that would make yeah, sense. Would like, I would love to. love people. And- yeah. I mean, what's not to love about 
blocking off a season in your life to go mm-hmm. and just be of service. Like mm-hmm. how cool is that? But yeah, we were married young and then, but same thing as you and Taylor, we have planned for years, planned, like truly planned because yeah. you financially plan for that as well right. to be able to, um, once you retire for most, not mm-hmm. all, but for the most part, once you're retired, you can totally serve church missions, service missions. And there are so many different types of missions. Yep. So many, so different many types. different types. Anyway. So I can't wait. It's I know. Be very, very Me exciting. too. Okay. So give us a quick rundown of like the makeup of your family, like your kids, their oh, yeah. ages, where they live. That's fun. Is this a test? Just it's not a test, <laughs> but it is leading oh, into the next question. Oh, okay. okay. We're testing your memory. Okay. Can so you, you remember your children? All right, Dad, let's see. We have six children, uh, five boys, one girl. Becky is the second from the youngest. Good job, Dad. So far, so good. So far, Do you know so I'm good. the second <laughs> from the youngest as well? Uh, our oldest son, Jonathan, uh, would have been 50. He was born in 69. He would have been... So he would be turning 51 this year. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He turned. He, he would have turned 50 in mm-hmm. 2019. Yeah. Yes. Because we just celebrated our 51st wedding anniversary. So he, Jonathan would have been 50 in October. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got married, blinked, and there was Jonathan. Us too. <laughs> it was a really special first year of marriage. <laughs> yeah. And then we blinked twice and the second son came yeah. 11 months later. 11 months yeah. after Jonathan, they got David. Yes. And I took the class in reproduction and found out what, how it happens. <laughs> so Jonathan uh, passed away seven years ago. Seven and a half years ago. And he had colon yeah. cancer. We find a number of younger people since then have mm-hmm. died of colon cancer. But a very strong wife uh, has continued to raise their four children. They're all doing very well. Mm-hmm. So that was Jonathan. Um, his wife lives back in Maryland. David is the second oldest. They have uh, two children. He lives in China. He has always been interested in international accounting. And so uh, they chose to spend several years in Great Britain and now in Shanghai. Um, their oldest daughter is married, and the youngest daughter is in college at Utah State. Right. Mm-hmm. Stephen is the third child. He, they have five children. They live actually in Brunswick, where we live, and uh, he's the one that got closest to going into medicine. He's an optometrist. Mm, okay. And uh, doing well. That's three. You take the other three. Three. Oh, way to split this up. Nice. Jonathan, David, Stephen, Kevin is number four. You guys know Kevin. Kevin. Yeah, yes. you guys. Yes. A lot of our listeners do know Kevin because yes. he is what a lot of people would know as my techie brother. Yes. Mm-hmm. And our son, Crew, takes after his uncle, Kevin. Mm-hmm. And yes. Kevin is actually the one, fun fact, who publishes each episode of the podcast yeah. every Wednesday. He's kind of our podcast engineer, you'd yeah. say. He's, well, actually, Claire is a little bit more of our engineer because she, like, she's our editor. She's our editor. What's he engineering? Kevin. You know what, Becky? He's you and I are the engineers. Pod- <laughs> it's true. He's a podcast publisher. He's he's publishing it every Wednesday. He's a podcast publisher. Listen, Kevin, we just gave you a title. We love Kevin. <laughs> and a raise to love go with Kevin him. a lot. Yeah. Kevin's the one that gives us um, numbers once in a while and says, even though we have access he's to all analyte, of our analytics. Yeah. But he's like, hey, just so you know. He keeps an eye on the analytics. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So sorry. Yes. Kevin. So that's Kevin. Kevin and his wife. Yes. Lauren. And they have six children. Uh, and they live in Utah, and then of course Becky and David living here in Arizona with their three children, and then Andy Buck Baby is the caboose, and they have five sons. 
uh, just like what we had, and they live also in Utah. They're in Linden. So that's our our six children, and we have 25 grandchildren. Um, I can't remember what the breakdown between girls and boys are. It's about two-thirds boys. Two oh. thir- yeah, two-thirds boys. So the boys. rare all-guy name will Continue. proliferate. It sure will. <laughs> yeah, it will. Except for you, Becky. In yeah. spades. It's okay. Love my last um, name. Fun fact, I am also the second to youngest in my family. Oh, interesting. That is interesting. I've never realized that. I never thought about that at all. Okay, so the Hmm. question they have is, how do you stay so well-connected to your large family that is so geographically spread out? Mm. I think Vicki can best answer that because she does most of that. Well, I... a good job of it, too. Yeah. I love love modern technology, and I'm sure I'm not going to say the words right. Kevin, you'll correct me on this, I'm sure. Um, but through all of the different modes and forms of modern-day technology, Instagram and Facebook and texting and email, although I think email is kind of low on the kids' totem poles because there are more... Email is less relevant these days than it was even five years ago. Right. Yeah. Mm. But hey, you know, I feel like we've made some progress because we're able to stay connected through. Oh, you guys are great these, about that. Through these channels. Channels, mm-hmm. that's a good word. Mm-hmm. Because when Kevin left to go on his mission, oh gosh, a long, long time ago, his one, his one, um, what's the word? He gave us one assignment to learn to do while he was gone for two years. He was in London. And the assignment was to learn how to turn our computers on and off. <laughs> I love he really it. did. He like did. He's like, hey, you guys, I'm going to be did. piecing out for two years, so I'm just going to ask you to do one yes. thing. If you could just push that button and learn know how, how to turn it to boot on it up. and off. We finally found the button. <laughs> Good job, you guys. And by the time he came home, we had figured out how to write emails and, and send, the, send the emails to people and... We had learned a lot, so. And you know what? That is that actually was the time the email was new. Mm-hmm. Like it yeah, really it was, was becoming mainstream around that time because when Ke- when Kevin left, I was a junior in high school, and by the time I graduated, within that next couple of years, it was right. like you know that was it was that was becoming the thing. The thing. Yeah. 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 Anyway, definitely not social media back then. And you guys, when I say you guys, I mean mom, mom. <laughs> you are really good. Uh, at keeping up on social media, you are, you're great. And texting as a mom to these kids who are your grandkids, that's my favorite thing is once in a while I'll hear that one of them was in touch with you about something. And I'm like, oh, I love that. I love that there's that texting connection as well. So So. whenever I'm on Facebook or Instagram, it's, I don't care who else sees it. That's not what I'm doing it for. I'm doing it because this is my way of connecting, Mm. especially with our grandkids and our kids. Mm -hmm. So that's that's, awesome. That's the way I do it. My contribution is once a week, I will put together on Sunday afternoon, a little family letter Mm -hmm. with mostly pictures because people don't read much. They like pictures. So I'll select about 10 pictures that we've taken during the week, put a little one-liner on it. And send it out. My problem that I'm just discovering here at this table is I do it by email, so nobody reads it. But it's That's fun. not true. That's not true. You don't need all those replies to know that people read them. I don't know that the kids are reading them as much, but I... Can I make them. a recommendation? Would you like to be on the email list? Well, yes, obviously. <laughs> I thought that was a good Can I convert that to a text message? I think you should 
create an Instagram account and you can only, you could only accept members of that account that are your family, but that could be a way to post it. Do you know how to do that? Uh, well, that's what she does. That's yeah. No, that's well, what but Becky's I, talking about is, is a is private only, family, a private family mm-hmm. Instagram account, and then people follow you and then that might be an easier way for you. Well, oh. I'm going to piggyback on what Becky's saying because we've talked about this before because now we're actually talking about documenting a little bit. My parents have very different styles of documenting, but they're both heavy documenters. Yeah, we D- are. Didn't think that the apple fell f- so far from the tree, right? Right. But, um, but dad's style and what you do with your weekly email is such an ingrained tradition that you have. That is more of a, like a, a to-do and a project that you enjoy, that you enjoy. But what Becky's suggesting is um, kind of in line with what mom does is, I mean, she's a, an, I'm going to say it with love, <laughs> so much love. All the love and respect. You're, and this is not a negative word. Okay. Don't misunderstand. I got to <laughs> preface this by saying I'm this afraid is. What's going to come out? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, like it's not negative though. I'm going to okay. say a word that's going to sound negative, but it's not. Stick with me here. Gotcha. You are an excessive poster. Yes. I know. Okay, good. Yes. You agree. All right, yes. good. Whew. How about we just say she not maybe not excessive. She, no, but she excessive is excessive implies too much. No, but okay. maybe she's just a very exuberant. Exuberant, <laughs> excited poster, <laughs> excited poster, a an open sharer. I mean, that feels a little nicer to me. And the frequency is not what you would do, but it's it is what awesome. It's what I do. <laughs> I digress. I digress. My parents w- both are fantastic documenters. They each have their own style, but I kind of like the idea of what Becky's suggesting. It's just something to think about, Dad. Huh. Is maybe for kicks and giggles that you try an Instagram account because it truly is so easy, I promise you. You uh, helped me set that up. I would be delighted. That would be so, so, so much Mm -hmm. fun. And it would be just for family. And the beauty of doing it that way is that instead of it being a thing that you sit down and spend 45 minutes on or whatever once a week when you could be doing some other things, is it's just when it happens, it's live, it's fresh. It's like, oh my goodness, we went to this place like mom does, but maybe you are more, you're probably a little more, Reserve. Editorial. Editorial. Um, editorial is the perfect word. Becky's looking at me like, can you use nicer words with your parents? <laughs> 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 this is my parents. This is how we talk to each other. Anyway, that could be really fun because then you're you're sharing kind of, not in the moment, not like while you're doing the thing, but maybe that or night you just do, do it weekly. Just turn yeah. it to do it to there. Yeah. The, the main thread I'm hearing from this, though, is that the way that you stay connected is really meeting people where they're at. So when email was the thing, like yeah. you're, you're trying to meet them in email, and now yeah. you're using texting and social media and incorporating some other things. So I think it's really cool the way that you are meeting the grandkids, meeting your kids where they're at. She, they're also really involved with the grandkids who are there local to them, of course, right. right? And then for those of us who don't live back east, they make they make it a priority to visit everyone yeah. as often as they can. Um, and then everyone's different, but like for us, we same thing. The effort goes both ways. We have tried to go and visit you right. on you know enough of a regular basis so that we stay connected that way. There's nothing like time together. Agree? Oh, we love that. It's mm-hmm. like... It's the best. And we just would love more than anything to be able more often to have all of our children and grandchildren mm-hmm. together in the same, well, there's not, mm-hmm. a, you know, it's a big room. <laughs> well, we used to be, we used to have like every other year-ish or so, I think. We did, am I making that up? It was about every, we all, I, we early on we alternated where all of our kids would spend, I think, Christmas mm-hmm. with us. In the alternate years they'd spend it with their spouses, families. Mm-hmm. 
but that didn't last. Oh long. my goodness! And like then, you and think about all those different families involved yes, in that yes. web of extended yeah. family, yeah. and it becomes it, too it got, hard. It got very big and very yeah. hard. Yeah. So, so now, when we're able to get together, you know, it's even more special because it's so hard to get everybody together. Totally. Yeah. Yep. I expect to be invited next time. Just okay. putting that out there. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you might Becky, be. My mom crocheted you a yellow heart, so which is lovingly sitting on my table, and we'll stay I there forever. I need to make Aww. her blanket now. <laughs> I, well, she needs a blanket. I, I mean, would love a blanket. listen. Just this, find yourself I, I another made be, with cozy kit. So you may not know this. You might. There actually were some crocheting questions, but seriously, seriously, of course there were. Vicky is like a gifted crocheter. Like yeah, I'm not talking like your run of the mill. Like oh, sometimes I crochet. Like you're legit. Like, she's you legit. could start a YouTube channel. Like oh mom, that grandma would be Vicky's so good. crochet hour. My kids would be glued to the TV. They really would you. be. Like it is. You're really talented. Like you're an artist. And oh, it's no. really, you are. You are an artist. You just count. You are. You just, you just count. count. You just oh, count. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Are we, are we, are <laughs> we downplaying the well, talents that you have? can do it, honey. Okay. And that's I fine. I have tried to do patterns. If I have to count, I have to think too much and it doesn't work for me. Like I can't do it. I can only do very limited crochet. The things you can do, the little, the, that chartreuse little doily you made back. It's crazy. Are you kidding me? That's like the most beautiful it's thing It's so I've intricate. It's, it's so fun so to do. It's so pretty. You're really good at it. You have Thank to know you. something that you wouldn't have known, Becky, is that, you know, there's all sorts of things that she does with her hands, not mm-hmm. just crocheting. And when it comes to needlepoint and counted cross stitch, my dad actually has designed yes. some of her patterns. patterns. Yes. Dad, yes. can you speak to that? How on earth? Because I, I, this is something I don't yes. even know See, how that started. cross stitch is something I can do. I can do the cross stitch. Yeah. Oh, the cross he, stitch is he so makes fun. great patterns. Okay, but how did that even start? What? Why? When did you do the first one and why and how did that happen? I think the first one was in Finland. I think it was, yes. Oh. Yeah, she, she likes to make things a lot for other people. She's the most generous woman, seriously. And so she started making bookmarks and she wanted to make, we were serving in the the uh, the temple there at the time, mm. and so she wanted to make bookmarks to hand out to her friends with a little emblem of the of the uh, temple, and so I just sat down with some. There graph was no paper. pattern. Yeah, there was no pattern. Yeah, so I sat down with some graph paper and designed it and adjusted it until it looked somewhat similar to the temple, and gave it to her, and she was able to use it. So she yeah. made 150 or 200 um, bookmarks. Well, they're little little hangings. Oh, that's right, they're little, little hangings, uh-huh. and I probably made about 250 of those. That's so cool. Wow. But that wasn't the only pattern that you designed. There were other things that came up that you're like, yeah, I'll take mm-hmm. a stab at that. At least that's what well, I... Yes. One or two others. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, there were several of those. And then he also... <laughs> created, that's like one or blushing. two. Listen. He, he also created the pattern for me. I, I love making afghans, of course. And he created the pattern for Kevin mm. for oh, yeah. a, an afghan that has his A logo. emblem logo mm-hmm. in the middle of it so he he made that pattern for me and then oh spencer served his mission in mexico that's their nephew i mean their grandson my, one of, my one, nephew one of our grandsons one of jonathan's children and so i told him i'd make his afghan for him and have it waiting for him when he got home and i said what do you want and he said i want the mexican flag the mexican it's like uh, the emblem part of the flag yeah, emblem mm-hmm. part uh-huh. of the flag in the middle of the afghan and I said, okay, we can wow. do that. So I said, Grandpa? Which was a large bird with a snake and leaves, and it, it took was, a little time. It to was that. intricate. That is not a only labor to of love. The pattern, so but great. then to 
crochet. I had to crochet it, and then I had to like cross stitch on embroidery top. on top of that yeah, to get to the give emblem it the detail and... to get the detail. Yeah. So yeah, when one... Spencer packaged up that blanket to donate, I was like, "What are you doing?" I'm just kidding, you guys. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I want you to know that my heart just dropped. I was going to be on the phone with Spencer. After this yeah. Can you even imagine? Oh my What's, word! It's so cool because all of us as kids and all of those 25 grandchildren all have a piece of grandma. And you know, there are so some cool. of the dogs in the family that have. Oh, blankets. both of mine have a little mini Afghan. You better believe they do. That is, yeah. and I'm quite certain that Walter Proudfit is going to need a little doggy afghan. Proudfit is the best dog ever. He's going to need a grandma Vicky afghan. Do you know, I don't know if you know this. My mom actually crochets too. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. And she has made each of my kids when they were born a little blanket. Mm -hmm. And she made us an afghan when we got married too. That's so cool. That's such a cool legacy item. Yes, it really is. It is. It's so cool. We've got so a few awesome. from David's grandmother and then I and have, from your, yeah. I, well, I remember the delightful one we had in the BH office that we would always mm-hmm. use, that, that was with the brand yep. colors. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of you, if, if you're a listener who has followed long enough and you remember a lot of pictures that we used to share when we had an office, my mom had made... Um, an afghan with the four colors in the bh logo mm-hmm. and so, and it was always in the office always mm-hmm. it was, and it was used it wasn't just decor oh yeah, yeah. we used it there were plenty sure. of chilly moments anyway that, that was yeah. fun to make okay, okay so this kind of leads to our next question so obviously you produced a daughter who's an innovator in this creative field produced so, you produce. <laughs> Producer. Well done. You've, you've done it. You've well done. done it. Um, so they want to know, how did you inspire creativity in your kids at an early age? Do you feel like this was something you did intentionally or? Hmm. Well, while my, while my husband is thinking about his answer, my answer just right off the top of my head is we did not inspire them. They came, they came creative to us. Mm. I mean, that's just the way each and every one of our kids came to us. They were energetic, creative, and I attribute all their creative genes to my husband because he's so creative. I I would agree that they came with that spirit with them. each one of them is has an entre- entrepreneurial spirit, just creative. I want to be my own, create yeah. my own little world, and and they follow through on that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's, that's it's interesting that it's happened that way though too, because yeah. I don't even think I put those pieces together until I was well into my business mm-hmm. into starting it, and I was like, Jonathan did that. And David, David has his own version of entrepreneurial, but right. he's, he's a hard worker. Yes. But Stephen with the practice and Kevin for sure started his own thing. Andy mm-hmm. started his own thing. Like, yeah. And I was like, holy cow, we're a family of entrepreneurs. And I never even realized it because I mm-hmm. certainly wasn't trying to fit in, in, into any mold. Well, you and, know? and dad and I have talked about that over the years, trying to figure out exactly how that all happened. And then when we think about both of our families, where we came from, my father had his own business. Mm-hmm. Grandpa Allgaier had his own mm-hmm. business. Yep, both of my grandpas. You know, so it kind of, it kind of, mm-hmm. yeah, kind of flows down the tree. Just yeah, perpetuates. It really him. does. Well, I'm going to give you a little bit of credit that you're not taking because sometimes I don't think we know things about ourselves, and it takes a friend or family, yeah. somebody to point something out. But I would, I, I actually want you to know that even though it didn't feel intentional, one of the things that I attribute my creativity to is that it wasn't hindered. 
you could have been the parents are like, no, 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 that's not how you do it. You got to do it this way. And it has to be this way. And this is how we're going to structure your life. But there, right. it wasn't that like we were a structured family. That's not what I mean. But I felt like I had creative freedom. Mm-hmm. I felt like I could go in the backyard and just play in the woods. And I, this is before cell phones. And we all are dying <laughs> that we did this when we were kids because we're like, oh, my gosh, wasn't that so scary? But I had all this freedom of just playing. I was exploring and playing and I was pretending to be a teacher and I was pretending to be a dance instructor and I was pretending tending to you know and there was oh, honey, never you had your own classroom oh i for sure the heck all did. the neighborhood right. kids would come over they to were our my house students and they were your students and you would you would correct them and you would say i would pay a million dollars to see a video of this but you may not know this about my daughter but she is the child version of, of Becky, Becky Higgins. She is my spirit animal. Like, literally has a classroom. We'll have her friends over, teaches her sister. Like, we've had tears over, like, Lizzie, put me in detention. Like, <laughs> I don't remember putting anyone to, into detention, but I loved giving them a test and correcting their you, papers. You, you cracked, <laughs> giving them that big you fat ass the whip with it. them. I did? <laughs> yeah. Was I were... kind? Oh, you were kind. Okay. But you so cracked the whip. Very much in control. Yeah. Oh. Kind and in control. <laughs> and there it is. Kind and confident. Kind like and it. confident. I love well, it. In, in talking about creativity, Jonathan, the boys, the mm-hmm. five boys, they would go out and we had three oh, acres, yeah. three mm-hmm. acres of land. And, and I don't know if it was Jonathan yes. or was I'm it Jonathan? Say yes, it was Jonathan, Jonathan because he was the architect yeah. and the structural engineer. Yeah. So he built He designed and built mm-hmm. tree houses on our property. And I think Such part of memories. the tree houses. One of them was 30 feet up in the air. For real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like for real. Yeah. In the pine tree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is so, No one broke so a lake cool. that I can remember. No. And the neighbors would always come over and play in these tree yeah. houses yeah. that were so fun. I mean, we but, were the neighborhood. But the thing is, and I got to circle back to what I was bringing up, is you may not have given yourself credit for that, is please know how cool that is as parents, that right. you didn't put parameters in a way that would limit us or prohibit us from doing these things. We didn't have time to do that. But you, you <laughs> could have. You could have been like, no way are we going to let you put a tree house on the yard. 30 feet up and then invite the neighbors over to enjoy it. Right. Well, I don't know that we really knew that it was 30 feet up until after it was already 30 feet up. After <laughs> yeah. we had climbed up to the top level. Do you know what I always think levels. about, though, with things like this? We have such... I think there's a lot of fear-based parenting happening, which oh, is not course. good for the kids, but is really super duper not good for the parents. We uh, we have a trampoline at our house. We've always had a trampoline. Um, we built it in ground, and people come over and they're like shocked that we don't have a net around it. Hmm. And um, they said, "Well, oh, man, trampolines are so dangerous. Your kid could break their arm." And Taylor and I finally <laughs> said to someone, "You know what? We've kind of decided that one broken arm in your childhood is okay." Mm-hmm. And I'd rather yeah. have a lifetime of trampoline enjoyment yes. and one broken arm. We still than have none a trampoline sitting in our yard. Do you really? The most oh, dangerous kind of trampoline. Yeah. <laughs> I've it, hurt myself on trampolines in yeah. my childhood. But there yeah. you go, yeah. right? But aren't like you take... glad? Like, aren't you glad that you still do Not the trampolines? Not with my situation. No, remember? 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 I told you this story. <gasps> oh, I was, I was playing dodgeball. Do you guys remember this? I was playing, they were playing dodgeball and I was, we were visiting my friends in North Carolina because you guys should know growing up, we went to North Carolina, North Carolina all the time. Cause that's all where my mom was in, in her childhood. My grandma lived there. We'd go and visit. So I established friendships. So 
I had gone down. We were there for a summer and they were throwing me a, a surprise like goodbye party because I was leaving after having been there for a few weeks. So it was all these kids my age and I was a teenager and we're playing dodgeball and I caught some air. I was high up. This is no net, right? This is in the 90s, no net. And I caught serious air. I was super high in the air. I don't know what happened in the middle of the air, but I came down on the edge of the out, the exterior rod with my legs open. Ooh, <laughs> Do you understand? Oh, Does ow. everyone have a visual? <laughs> Wait a minute. Dad, this is not a laughing matter. <laughs> Did we know about this? Are we hearing it for Do the you first really, time? No, did you really not remember this? Oh, I'm pretty sure that's what caused my fertility issues. <laughs> also not funny. No <laughs> way did that cause your fertility issues. No, it issues. didn't, but there, there was blood. Like, it actually was oh, really wow. bad. And I was mortified because the boy I had a crush on was the one that was helping me off the floor and walking me into the house so I could go into the bathroom and bawl my eyes out because oh, I was wow. in so much pain. I literally landed from midair wow. with my legs open on the, what's wow. it called, you guys? The exterior? The rim. The, the rim. rim. Thank you. It was Awful, mm. awful, wow. and I recovered fine. But the you know the broken bones down there are fine. It's fine. It's, it's not <laughs> a big deal. Clearly, it was never treated, so we're good. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I can't believe you guys don't remember that. It was like one of the most traumatic experiences of my life. There's a lot of traumatic experiences that are. I, I wonder though how traumatic it was, or I wonder how much the boy being involved made it that much more. Oh, traumatic. absolutely. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. It's just it's funny that I still can't remember. Was it Jason or John? Which I one did I have a crush on that? John. What was the name of the love of your life? I just I mean, don't remember. I had two massive crushes, actually three in North Carolina. Yeah. So hello out there to John, to Jason, and to Damien. There you go. He was probably a third cousin. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of cousins in North Carolina. You know, kidding, guys. it's all good. It's all it good. all is good. And I love that this way of raising your kids, though, where you really did give them the freedom to like build and maybe you know not be afraid that they're going to get create hurt. we need a lot more of that yes mm-hmm. because the other thing too is and this is another thing we learned from the trampoline there was a short time we did have a net on our trampoline and do you know what my kids did with it hmm. they were like cage fighting like oh. bouncing oh. off of it <laughs> and they literally got hurt more times with the net on the trampoline than they do without because oh they gosh. weren't learning boundaries and they weren't yeah. learning hey if i act stupid and i'm being an idiot and fall off it hurts yeah so That's maybe funny. i better not act that way That's maybe i better be be you know in charge of myself one more quick note that i because we're talking about things that as we you know with every episode we always hope that people really pull things that feel specific to them that's like the whole goal right um but so if anyone else is looking for a little extra nugget of parenting inspiration i'm going to give you kudos on one more thing that helped inspire my creativity good Um, please we need to yeah you're welcome (laughs) you're welcome um but you know i have to think about these things proactively because it makes me a better mother because i think about we should all do that what did my parents do that Mm -hmm. i want to replicate what did they do that i would want to do differently what's the way that we want to create our family culture well and even recognizing like you may think you gained your independence on your own, but like look back because exactly. it, there probably was the influence of your parents or mm-hmm. family and friends around you that helped you get there. So I think even giving credit where credit's due. Agree. Um, because not everyone has, you know, a hundred percent wonderful childhood and that's okay, mm-hmm. but there still is 
great things you need to be grateful for from your upbringing and and you will you today. find them yes. if you're looking for that you will find them and yes. since we're having this conversation it's making me think of even more things but this is totally worth pointing out that you guys not only did you trust me and not only did you like um encourage that creativity by not hindering us but you really encouraged involvement in a lot of different things and i don't remember ever saying to you guys i want to try this whether it's a sport musical instrument play like bossing any, neighborhood kids around bossing neighborhood kids around. Be. i don't remember ever expressing to you i want to try this and you saying mm, no i don't think so like i maybe not, if the boys wanted to get on the football team mom might have had something to say about i that. might have discouraged try this that. trombone instead yeah mm-hmm. wait oh okay with the but boys with, with the football boys. specifically yeah with football because football you just, just were makes me nervous really about nervous involved in contact sports okay because of the injuries but with me i don't remember being no. deterred from anything and by the way no. this is coming from an okay that sounds really overprotective of her not wanting her boys to she was the biggest Biggest football fan of watching the oh. Redskins on TV. Oh my goodness! Let's yes. just be clear about that. Yes, she loves football. I do. I love football. She just didn't I want love... the boys playing it. I, I, yeah, I, 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 yeah. I don't like the injuries. No, it's scary. I'm I'm with it is you. scary. Yeah, we. I'm with you. We totally and they, understand. And they were all in marching bands, so they they were involved in the football game when they were out on the field marching on the yes, field. Yes, we were. Yes, yes half of, of us were in the marching band. Yes. You're welcome for that. My high school didn't have a marching band. <gasps> But I also was in the band. Of course you were. What did you play? The trombone. (laughs) (laughs) You did? I didn't know this. I played the trombone and the bassoon. How did you not know this? How did you you not know this story? I literally learned how to play the instruments so that I could go on the Bahamas trip with band in high school. Oh, this is awesome. I was like, well, there's only one thing standing between me and the band trip to the Bahamas. And that's that's knowing how to play an instrument. (laughs) And so I put my mind to it. And you better believe I played the bassoon at Disney World. That oh, is amazing. Look at that. What was my instrument? Do you remember? Flute. Well, back in middle school, but in high school, come on now. Come on Hold now. On. Dad, do you remember? Oh, yeah. What? Well, I call it a xylophone, but it was really a, um, what do you call it? No, Dad, you I, had it right. I, I call it a xylophone. I, I played the bells, the and, bells. The, and the xylophone. Yeah. Because they're different. Different size, different tone. Because they're bells. Because they're different two, two types of bells. Yeah, so I was on the sidelines, so I was part of the marching band and concert band, of course, yep. but marching band, so I did not have to march. I was on the sideline. Yeah. And I no, really I appreciated not having to multitask. I don't know why anyone would think that I I'm can't multitask. I'm you're playing bells because you have to do two things yeah, with two with, different hands with, at with times. Two, it's like playing mallets. the piano, but with mallets. And you've seen me. I am an expert pianist. Oh, we, we discovered this last night. <laughs> Becky plays one song. Three. No, no, no. I have three songs. Three. There's three. three. One songs line of three different songs. <laughs> one line. One she measure. can play the three different refrains spectacularly well. <laughs> she is a basic prodigy. Basically. Basically. <laughs> that is kind of hysterical. Oh, thinking back on high school, man, that is I know. a trip. I know. 20 years. My 20-year reunion is this year. Oh, are you gonna go? It's like your forty-year reunion, right? Like, oh, oh, listen, soon. listen <laughs> up. Forty-year, oh, come on now. I don't know. Actually, I have to do the math. I graduated not, from high school in ninety-four. I graduated in two thousand. I know. Every time I say that, you throw up in your mouth. No, it's cute. It's adorbs. It just makes me. It just reminds me that that's why I'm so much wiser than you. Right. Right. And also so much more ornery than me. I don't know what you're oh, talking about. Oh, I do not even know what you're talking about. But it's was fine. I ornery as a child? Let's just be clear. I'm not an ornery person, correct? No, you're ornery really is not. actually how you say it. Ornery? Ornery? Ornery. 
Do you know what's O-R- funny? When I lived on the East Coast, I said ornery. Ornery. Yeah, and then when I spent very little time in Utah is when it became ornery. Yeah, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Anyway, was I? What was I? Was bossy. I nice? Was I pleasant? Bossy Becky. <laughs> bossy? Whatever. Never. I think Becky. I was bossy too. Bossy yeah. I think we're both still pretty. We think, are very much bossy. I think in adulthood, bossy. you're not called your bossy. I think it's you're called empowered. Empowered? And self-assured. Oh, let's and assertive. call it and, and assertive. Confident? Let's call it what it is. As long, oh, we're both bossy. Oh, bossy Becky. <laughs> Listen, bossy, bo- bossy Beckys. Bossy Beckys coming at your life. Yeah, and that's fine. That, that has served me well. As long as I've been kind, I can be bossy as well. But I really don't like being bossy. It's not the trait that I try to be. Let me be clear. It's not the thing I want to be. But I've had to embrace it. Because I don't know how else to be. You know, you 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 have. Was that just amazing? Like, you want to sit down on a pillow? What Becky. I just said. Oh, sorry. <laughs> can yes. I can I just say the reason you're bossy, Becky, is because oh, I you know had why. To, why? Because I had to hold my own. I had five yes, brothers, Joe. Exactly. Five brothers who played exactly. to keep the ball away from Becky yes, on the regular. Exactly. Okay, I'm feeling like this is a therapy session. <laughs> Because also, no, I'm having some self-actualization right Ooh. now. I have three older brothers. Yeah. And literally, that's why I think I had, like, was, like, you had my little, own. I was, like, putting my stake in the dirt. Like, totally. I will play as hard as you, and you will find me and valuable you know, in you your know life. you know what's interesting? You know what's interesting? Speaking of, of sports, hmm. we had a, a basketball hoop out in the backyard, in the, in the driveway, driveway yeah. mm-hmm. behind the house. And the boys would go out, and they would play basketball. And it would, they would play keep the ball away from Becky. For real. That was the name of the game. Keep Mm -hmm. the ball away from Becky. I was little. But who, but who, (laughs) but who was the one that made the basketball team? Oh, it is kind of my favorite story to tell. In fact, doesn't she have a record? Like have a record standing at your high school? Oh, I'm not going to be humble about this. I can absolutely tell you. She was known as the three point queen. (laughs) Yeah. I pretty much set that record at my high school. Yes, you guys. That is amazing. But you know, you know the other part of that story. If we haven't shared it on the podcast, it's worth sharing. Yes, I was the only one of all of my brothers to go on and actually play basketball. Yes. So that's kind of the fun thing about keep the ball away from Becky. So maybe keep the ball away from Becky created a stellar basketball player. Just saying, when somebody tells me I can't do something, mm-hmm. I'll be darned. Three point queen. Three point queen. So there I was. You know so when I were. set the record for those three pointers, hmm. the first game I played after I got contacts. Because I had been playing basketball without my glasses on and didn't have contacts. And then I was like, I should probably get contacts. And then as soon as I could see, I made all the three-pointers. Like a lot in one game. Like it was crazy <laughs> insane. Like yeah. a lot. Like a dozen three-pointers. It was kind of obnoxious and amazing. <laughs> it was so cool. I want to know if she still holds the record. Oh, that's precious. It's been a minute. I no. think we need to call your high school. I think I've looked for my <laughs> plaque in the high school and I can't find it. <gasps> we'll have to go check it out. Okay, we're going to need to hear we're back. Gonna, we need to go back east to both of our childhoods. No, and we've like, talked about this. Like, we're really going to do it. Like, I we're know. doing it in 2020. Oh. I, I just said it. It's happening in 2020. Can, uh, well, we're going to be back east already in the summer. Can we just logistically make this make sense? Yes? Great. Why okay. We well, make sure we're home. Listen, we're going to logistically figure this out, okay? It's going to happen, though. All right. I really want to go to Brunswick. Sweet. Oh, you got to go to Brunswick. We're yes, going to skip do. rocks on the river. It's going to be great. I can't wait. Walk so, on the CNO towpath. Canal towpath. We're going to happen. (laughs) We're going to do it. Actually, I had a goal, Taylor and I, because we go to D.C. for a thing every September. And we thought, man, what a cool goal. Um, I don't know if we're going to set it now because maybe we will. I don't know. We'll think about it. We want to hike the highest peak in each state. Mm, Hmm. That's fun. Being that, 
like in DC, the highest one's like oh, the Washington feet. Monument. No, it's yeah. not even five hundred. It's like feet. it would be the monument. Yeah, yeah there's like the Washington Monument. So there's Mountains. actually quite a few that are like not that big of a deal. Yeah, but obviously Alaska. No, I love that do. goal. That's, That's a really pretty fun. lofty goal. We'll see. Okay, so we kind of have to round out because you know okay, it's wait, time. Hold on. I yeah. have more. Oh, I have. You, I have. Wait, are you for real? No, I have one more question that I want to ask. One more question, and I have a final question okay. for both of them. Okay. Well, there was two, but we're gonna just go knock yourself out. Okay, so. Um, they wanted to know what is one thing that you love the most about each other? Oh, what is one of the things? So tell us. This is fantastic. Who's going to, who's going to start? Wow. Oh, that's only one. Only one. Yeah. Ah, when I think of my husband, I think of patience perfecto. Oh, patience perfecto. Like he's perfectly patient. What's the perfecto part? I don't know. It's just, like Spanish just, word that you wanted to. I just no, I don't know Spanish, in. but I just thought I'd throw that. <laughs> I like it. He he's so isn't dad patient? The he most patient so man. Patient. So when Becky thinks of me, like sometimes she's like, "You are a little too patient," because she's right. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm just a little too patient in some situations. I absolutely know where I get that from. I know yes. where I get certain qualities from each of you, and my patience a thousand percent comes from dad. Yes. Yeah. That's why yes. he's sitting here looking at us, gabbing and <laughs> talking Actually, too much. Waiting my turn. <laughs> exactly. We're going to take a breath now so I can. Okay, open ready? That's <laughs> your turn. I don't know. I don't. This may not be the most one, but for, it comes to my mind first is that she is always looking out for other people, family yep. and friends. All these things that she makes for the people continually. Mm-hmm. Always keeping keeping in touch with the family. At, that's a natural priority for me. It's a, a, a priority for me, but I don't do it. Oh, well, you sure do. You're not giving yourself enough credit. You well, just do it like differently than mom. Yeah. Not like she does. She's yeah. always in touch with the kids mm-hmm. and telling me what's going on in the family. And mm-hmm. that, that's very important to me. Both admirable qualities. Okay. That is really sweet. They just held hands. You need to know that. That was really precious. <laughs> also, I would like you to come up with your most funny. Oh, dear memory of Rebecca. Do we really need to go there? We do. Does that we need to be a thing? Do. I want to know like your most funny, embarrassing one might say moment. Okay. Let me throw something at you for just a second. <laughs> no, no, for real. <laughs> so she's asking you, just stick with me. You'll see what I'm saying, okay. what I'm doing here. She's asking you to think of one of your funniest moments with me. Okay. Okay. My final question to you was going to be, um, that each of you would share one thought on what it means to you to cultivate a good life. So mine's more like serious. Hers is more funny. So I say whichever one you feel like you've got an idea for first, okay, knock yourself out. Yes, but they're going to have to answer both, right? Correct. Okay. Both of them have to answer both. Okay. Wow, we just got so bossy. We're so bossy. <laughs> this is how it's going to be and ready, set, On the go. Becky's show, we're the bosses. Okay. Well, okay. Do you want to go first? No, I'm still thinking. Okay. Uh, The funniest thing, you know, there are several thoughts that come to my mind, several visuals when I think of Becky. Um, Hmm. When she was little, almost before she could walk, (laughs) I would, yes, yes. yes. Dad's doing sign language, yeah. Um, And I would go over to the mall to do errands, shopping, whatever, and have the kids with me, Becky would be doing somersaults. She wouldn't be walking. She would be doing somersaults. Legit. 
Yes. Wait, before, Don't be grossed out. Before you could walk? Almost before she um, could walk. She was... Before I could walk, but as even as I was walking, my yeah, method of transportation was, was highly preferable in a somersault. somersaulting that is fashion. The greatest thing yes. I've ever I really, heard. really did not like to yes. walk. I wanted to just tumble my way through any place. Yes. yes. I, I challenge you to try that this week. Somewhere. I got vertigo trying that five <laughs> <Yeah>. years ago. <laughs> And said, so never again will I do a somersault because I thought I was going to die. It and, was then, so and then, uh, the second thought that comes to my mind, the second visual was we were at a, fo- at a football game, at a basketball game. Becky's on the team. And I don't remember what year this is. And I don't know if you remember this or not. I don't know the story. I, mean, I don't know where you're going. Point queen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she had the ball. <laughs> Can you visualize this? She's okay. got the ball. And everybody's cheering. This is this is the winning point. Is it for real? Are you making this story elaborate? Keep going. It's great. Go. <laughs> this is real. I remember it. Oh dear. Oh no. Winning point. I don't remember this. Oh. I'm afraid of what it might be because I think it might be the yeah, time that I. It is. It is. And, and so she's she shoots that ball up and it goes straight into the net and everybody's yelling and screaming. But the problem is it was on the other team's. Basket. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was, yeah, that should happen. Really she happened. a three pointer on the other team's goal <laughs> or basket three or whatever. Point I don't know what turned around in my head. I I don't know. Probably it was all the somersaults. That's <laughs> <laughs> what happened. Got a little confused. I don't know what that happened. Was so, and but I, I didn't looked, lose the game, right? With that one. Point. No, no, no. Okay. We didn't lose the game. I think you but lost it the was, state championship. It was so <laughs> funny because there's the whole team and the coach is standing out there, Bill Martin. Bill the, Martin, I love Bill Martin. Standing out there yelling, "No, Becky, the other way, the other way." Yeah. And everybody's yelling, and she's and I didn't and catch she, that. She's, <laughs> it was a beautiful three pointer. Beautiful three. It was a beautiful. It's probably a swish. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're welcome. Three points for the other team. Okay. Thanks, that's mom. Awesome. That's a good one. Those are good ones. Yeah. Oh, that's well, that's two stories from the two of us. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Can you not think of another funny um, story? That's yeah. fine. That's fine. All right. So we're going to ask you to um, round us out by sharing your thought individually of just on the spot because you didn't have time to think about right. this. I'm just asking you on the spot. If I were to say just like one thing off the top of your head, that is one specific way that you try to cultivate a good life in any way, specific, big picture, anything, what would it be? So you want to know what I have done to try to create a... A good life. A good life yeah. for myself. For yourself. For, yeah. Yeah, because when you cultivate a good life for yourself, you it, you can't help but bless the lives of those in your circle of influence, particularly your family and mm-hmm. others that you associate with. So, yeah, what's something that you have done to cultivate your good life? I think um, some time ago I came across um, something, and I think it was the Franklin Planner. Hmm. And one of the things that they suggest, you remember the Franklin Planner? Oh, yeah. So or so, oh, heck yeah. It was the thing I wanted for and my 16th birthday. And <laughs> using that was they, they suggested you come up with some some guidelines for yourself. I can't even remember how, how it was entitled, but kind of my... Kind of a personal mission statement? Yeah, mission statement. Or something? Right. Okay. I like that. And so I came up with seven statements that I've, ever since then, I've tried to think, is there something better than this? And there really isn't. Hmm. And the order that they're in, I think, is right. And if I can remember them, I haven't looked at them recently, but I, I'll wow. share them with you there. First of all, in order of importance, uh, to try to create a good relationship with God. Mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, if anything else, everything else fails, 
if I have a relationship with my Heavenly Father, that's of prime importance to me. Secondly, to have a, a close relationship with my family. Third, to have a close relationship with others that, I'm, that I associate with so that I, I would be a, a positive influence for good in their lives. Uh, number four, which is kind of pivotal right in the middle, was to be organized. Mm. Mm. Um, Love that. Number five was to be good at my profession, my chosen profession. Uh, number six was to be physically fit. Because mm -hmm. if you're not well, you can't do these other things. And, and the very last one, uh, which sometimes we put in the front of everything else, is to be financially secure. Mm. And that's important. But, you know, if I'm financially secure and I don't have any of those other things, yeah. there's no meaning to life. Mm -hmm. I love that. I don't Great think list. I knew that. I don't think I knew your list. I mean, it's not at all shocking. Like, I can totally see that's just so you to have that list. But I just don't think that I remember, or it's been a while, you know, because mm -hmm. it seems like vaguely familiar that you would have had that. But thanks for sharing that. It's kind that. of a personal thing, and I, mm -hmm. I don't... I mean, I'm not ashamed to share it, but it's not something I go broadcast unless somebody says, you know, I'm trying to get my life organized. Mm -hmm. what, yeah. what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Well, I love that list. you just broadcasted it now. I guess I did. <laughs> <laughs> and frankly, I'm glad you did. And, um, and I think that people need to hear that. I think that I think we influence each other for good when we share what's working for us. Yeah, that totally. has served you well for many years, mm -hmm. that list. I, love, I that. love that. How about you, Mom? I would have to say amen to that because... Dad, amen to his list? Amen to dad's list. But come on now. Before he said anything about his list, you surely thought of something. Well, You're probably not even aware of that list until now. That's probably, probably true. Probably not, but... <laughs> you guys should talk more often. Maybe go on a date. That would be nice. <laughs> Maybe serve a mission together, spend some time together. You yeah. guys, they literally are never apart. Yeah, they spend every, never apart. They really spend every moment together. So, yeah. But yeah, I truly though, I'm going to like try to pull something out of you. Wasn't there something else that you thought of that isn't just an echo of dad's list? Because you just, you're such an exemplary, to me, both of you are, individually and also as a couple. You totally cultivate a good life. Well, and it's staying actively busy and doing good things mm -hmm. and... and mm -hmm. Anxiously engaged in a good cause yeah, at all times. At all times. I mean, that's just what we do and... I guess if there's one thing that we've learned over the years, and especially these last, what is this, 2020, 2020 this is 2020, We're in 2020, our last, uh -huh. um, since we started serving missions and spending so much time together, which I absolutely love because for so many years, dad was gone, anxiously engaged in his profession mm -hmm. and serving in leadership positions in the church and and being involved in the community and doing all those good things now we're able to do those things together so cool that's so together cool. times and seasons right yeah times mm -hmm. and seasons and i just love being able to cultivate a good life with dad together in these those, whatever these years are <laughs> Retirement years, yeah. whatever these years are, golden years. the golden, the golden years. years, that is that's what they it. are. That's what it is. I love that's that though. Is. Looking forward to, cause sometimes, you know, we're in that place in life, both Becky and I were, the husbands are serving and mm -hmm. in their professions. And, and oftentimes that does 
take take them away from us and just remembering that times and seasons at the end of the day i want a spouse who's anxiously engaged in yes, good things mm-hmm. and and sometimes you trade um time right now to be serving these other areas and that's great and okay and you get to have those golden years right yeah. and so i look forward i love this stage of life i'm in and also look forward to those years where we'll be able to to do that together and and, f- and finding joy in the journey mm-hmm. while you're doing that that doesn't mean it's For all every easy. stage yeah yeah and that doesn't mean it's going to be easy yeah all along the road you know you're gonna you're gonna find a tough path up that mountain mm-hmm. yeah mountain. oh mountain we mountain. say the t and mountain mm-hmm. there's a t mountain you say the t in you- mountain Oh, <laughs> Dad, you did not. I, I Mountain has a T, everyone. Everyone mountain. say it with me on the count of three. One, two, three. I, I won't Mountain. mountain. <laughs> I, none of us Becky. listen, Bossy Becky. None Bossy of us. Becky. I invite all of you as listeners to just be on my side with this one, okay? <laughs> Let's just put the T back in Mountain where put it belongs. Put the T back in Mountain. Oh, stop. Mount- oh, I didn't oh even mean to. God. I didn't even mean to. It just Becky. came out. I can't. We I can't be friends anymore. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> that was it. This will be my last appearance. I'll be starting a podcast called <laughs> Cultivate the Best Life. <laughs> <laughs> and don't say the tea in mountain. <laughs> um, sure won't. One oh. thing that I love is that you really have embraced um, just being active and participatory in every season yeah. of your life and, and actively, truly cultivating the best life in every year that you've lived. Mm-hmm. What what an honor and really living a life of service. What an honor to have a body that will carry you through that and, and a life that you can do that with. There's no greater thing that we can do. Yeah. So thank you for sharing with us all your wisdom and thanks for creating this girl. Oh, thanks for producing <laughs> me guys. <laughs> thanks it was for our pleasure. Producing the Rebecca. I'm not going to get super sentimental, so but, and you know this, a lot of you have actually been just as invested in my parents over the years as you've been invested in me and my children. <laughs> I've probably shared more about you than my kids because I'm so much more protective yes. of, you know, my children because they're not consenting adults. Yes. Um, but people are drawn to you in real life through your kids um, you know, however that looks. And it's for good reason. You really, truly exemplify what it means to cultivate a good life. And one thing that Becky and I love and honor so much about that phrase, cultivate a good life, is it really does mean something different for everybody. And it's up to each of us to figure out what that looks like. And you two yes. have curated this really cool life together and individually. This is, ours. This is, this is our, yours. This exactly. Is ours. It's your story. It's your legacy individually. And also my favorite part, the together part, you guys as a couple, as a married couple, as the, um, as the head of a family that keeps growing and growing and growing. And I just, that legacy for me is everything. And when I think about the golden years and I look forward to that, David and I both, like we think about the example that you guys have set and it gets us even more excited about what's to come because of how active you've been, how much you've served and how much, oh my gosh, the connections that you have with people, just connecting with other people and loving other humans the way that you have through your service and your relationships. Dad, as I cut myself off, I just was looking at you going, and yeah, he didn't actually get to say as much as I wanted him to say. (laughs) So... Before I end, was there any closing remarks? Anything else that you guys want to say specifically? I was going to say, and by you guys, we mean... I mean dad. Dad. Yeah. (laughs) Anything else? 
We love you, Becky. Aww. Aww, that's precious. <laughs> and, uh, as you know, I'm kind of a quiet guy, mostly because I'm surrounded by women who like to talk. <laughs> but, uh, but this has been a great opportunity just to, to vent and to learn about myself and ourselves as a couple. Yeah. Thank you for that opportunity. Thanks for sharing it with us. We love that. And friends, thank you for carving out the time to listen and for joining us in this continued conversation about cultivating a good life. Nothing we have said is more important than the specific things you have felt that are personal for you. We invite you to write down those promptings you feel and most importantly, act on them. We love you. We're cheering you on. You guys know my parents are cheering you on too. And we look forward to being with you next week. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. This is Cultivate a Good Life, Episode 75. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Meet BH's parents. That's this phrase, though. Nope. I know, but you said the apple doesn't fall far. And now you're adding... Yeah, I know. It felt right. I know, but it's... Okay, fine. Let's just do it your way. No, it's not. It's your way. It is. You already made this decision. (laughs) They're both my way. I'll decide. Go. Is it too late to be recording? No. Does it scare you that we're recording? A little bit, but it's fine. Okay. (laughs) What's going to come out of our mouths? Listen. It's fine. I just might fall asleep. It's fine. Okay. Bossy Becky. Uh Uh-huh. I don't know what you're talking about. Bossy Becky's all around. Two ways. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. We're both big bossy. We are not bossy around here. Okay? Okay? She's bossy with grammar, and I'm Okay, that's another rule. Don't hit the table. Not allowed to hit the table. You need to not hit the table. I thought I was okay doing it now before it got started. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. Your mom's going to spank you right now. <laughs> I brought you into this world and I can take you out. Oh my gosh, oh, please say that. She has episode. literally used that line with us. And also, her other favorite thing is, I'm going to take you out of the will. Or I'm going to throw it over the bridge. <laughs> or there will not be Christmas. <laughs> hello, 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 hello. What are you? Welcome oh, you to oh, the no Hello, she's two. Hello, hello, she's four. Hello, hello, hello. Keep hello, going. Hello. How would you do that in um, Finnish? Ooh, What's the one oops, that goes? You know that one that goes. Um, in no, German, it means a say. Oh, that one. And then oh, they yeah, talk yeah. in Norwegian. Mm-hmm. It is. It is happy birthday. It's, it's like round two or something. Who was into papaya? Seen you left. Who was into papaya? Seen you left.